Hi, I'm Dora from Dora Nicolau and my drink of choice is a chai. I'm Gemma from Contently Driven and my drink of choice is red wine. And I'm Michaela from Inspired Office and my drink of choice is a sparkling white wine. Work-life wine time supports the responsible consumption of alcohol. (laughs) (laughs) Hello, beautiful people. Welcome to episode 45 of the Work-Wife Wine Time podcast. And in today's episode, I've got a very special guest, published author, our very own Gemma. And what we're going to talk about today is how Gemma went from basically zero to published author in five months. Hmm. So first of all, Gemma, tell us about your book, Shameless Plug Time. Uh Oh, goodness. I'm just like, no one can see me right now apart from me, but I'm like radiating from corner to corner because I haven't really... um, celebrated my book in a little while so it was quite nice to to hear that actually but yeah it's uh surprise surprise mainly a copywriting book who would have known but it's all about how to like stand out and connect with your clients um by creating a website that is freakishly you because you are your own little freak right and yeah it's it's full of information, um, action tips, you know, you can write in the book, use it like a textbook if you want. There's fun stories in there. And then of course, there's a whole lot about um, a marketing strategy, which I believe is a, a wonderful one. And it sort of argues against marketing. So I sort of talked to you about using yourself as your marketing strategy to promote your business. Um, yeah, so there's all bits and pieces in there. Business, copies, stupid Gemma stories. Got it all. <laughs> it is, it's so much more than a than a copywriting book. Like, come on. I I read, I well, I haven't yet read read the final version because I've still got to organize my signed version. <laughs> my signed copy. I read a um a draft of the book and mm. it's brilliant. Like there's so many awesome stories and just it's all about it just keeps coming back to one of your favorite topics which is being you in your business and I just think you do it beautifully it's it's a really good read it's not a dry copywriting how-to it's a story and it's fun so Mm -hmm. get a copy and what's it called Jim oh (laughs) (laughs) oh that's hilarious it's called done with dull D-U-L-L, because we don't do dull things anymore. We're done with it. Yeah. <laughs> it's all about standing out, right? That's it. And where can people get a copy? They can get a copy on my website. You can go straight to contentlydriven.com and scroll down a little bit. You can purchase it straight from there or you can go to Amazon. Um, yeah, just type in Dumb with Doll. It'll come up straight away. Booktopia's got it. And the book depository's got it. So it's, I'm everywhere. That's <laughs> awesome. That's so exciting. So five months, you wrote a book. And it's not like one of those thin books that you get and it's like, oh, wow, this is a pamphlet. Like it's... it's A book, a real a thing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I guess before I jump into that, what made you decide to write a book? 
Yeah. Well, funny you ask that because it is in my book on about, (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to guess, let's take a guess about page 31. No, that's don't even, who knows? I'm actually (laughs) interested to know what's on page 31 now. Um, I've always wanted to write a book since I was a little girl. So I, um, when I was a child, I dreamed big, (laughs) dreamed big, had amazing visions of all of the things I would do one day. Most of them I have done, surprisingly. Um, but that doesn't surprise me at all. Making true. (laughs) (laughs) Not a surprise at all. Yeah. Uh, the book was one that I hadn't, and I used to read. It. Again, who would have thought? I love reading. Um, and yeah, I would look at the books. I'm like, one day I'm gonna do that myself. One day I'm gonna have my own puffin on a book. It's gonna be mine. <laughs> so I kind of decided that when I was about six. Um, yeah, and then in, at the end of 2020, I'm like, whoop, 2021. That's it. That's the year. That's when it's happening. And off I went. So, <laughs> yeah, it was finally making my six-year-old dream come true. Did you always know what you wanted? Well, obviously, when you were six, you didn't know you wanted to write a book about copywriting. Yeah. But when, when or how did you yeah. arrive at what your book was going to be about? Yeah, of course. Um, took a little while. That was probably, for me, the hardest Um I'm not going to say procrastinating stage, but the hardest confusion stage. It's like, right, what am I going to write a book about? You know, so that for me actually took a little while. And it's interesting because I didn't want it to be on copy at all. Yeah. And I thought, no, I'm trying to not get away from by not be so like Gemma is copywriting, like so attached to it, you know. Yeah. So it, I, it was the last thing I wanted to do and circled back around, surprise, surprise. <laughs> you know. So it was kind of, it was a, yeah, it was a lot of confusion and just thinking about not what's the easiest, but what's something I could write a book on. Like if I, if I were to sit down and write for 20 hours, what could I actually write on start to finish? So that's why I'm like, well, copy. I know that back to front, you know, talk about it in my sleep. Let's do that. And let's put in bits of me and marketing as well. Let's, you know, tie it all into business. So it was kind of a whole lot of that really. Yeah. So five months, when you started out writing your book, like, did you just decide I'm going to, do this whole thing in five months or did you did it just happen that way like how did that come about yeah that's that's a good question um I made time on my calendar the same time every single week to work on it um and I just did it so I made it a reoccurring event from January to the end of June so I guess I kind of did say it's going to be six months, first six months of this year. And I just committed to that time every week. Um, and I did also get a book coach to help me sort out my brain because my brain was just like, ah. so that helped. Um, it's not necessary, um, but that's really all it was. So I, I guess I decided six months and it, it yeah, finished earlier. So it was just committing to that same two hours every single week. 
and the usual, even if I didn't want to, I still did. And, yeah, honouring you know. that commitment. Yeah. So you mentioned it. that you had a book coach. What yes. what does that involve? Like what does a book coach do? Oh, there's so many different ones, so many. Um, some will help you um yeah organize what it is that you want to write about sort that out some of them will work side by side with you like there's all sorts of different ones I mean there's book writing programs there's you know there's so many so you know at some any stage of where you may need a help may need help with a book you can find someone to help you if you need it they can help with maybe you've written six chapters of something and you're stuck or you've got bits and pieces of stuff that maybe you could compile into a book, you know, that there's always someone there that can help you with that. So what did your coach specifically help with? Yeah, um, I did a program with her um, and, yeah, it was organising the information. So I'm like, these are all of the things that I know. <laughs> <laughs> Right. You know, and of course I wanted to put 600,000 things into a book. So yeah. it was very much a, okay, wow, this is a big brain. Calm it down a little. <laughs> <laughs> Just calm it down. So helped with, with that and organizing it into a orderly way and a readable way. And um, some templates and things that helped me create and of the chapters, like the order of the chapters, the structure, um, what would go in every bit. So every part of it was very organized and very planned. You know, it wasn't just like, I'm going to write chapter two today about, I don't even know what, you know, so it was all structured at the start. So in every week I just followed whatever my next step was, you know, oh, chapter three, those four things, let's go, you know. So I've heard a lot of other people talking about writing a book and the, um, I suppose, the growth process they experienced going through it. Did you have anything like that? Like, t- tell us <laughs> tell us your story about writing the book because I, oh, I, I would find that, like, you know, I can write blog posts, but when I think about writing a book and kind of personalising that, like you have, I kind of almost find it a bit daunting. So oh, yeah. tell me about it. Yeah, uh, it, it's so funny you say that. There was a, a, a specific line in the book that I really wanted in there, but the editor really pushed on or really suggested, <laughs> and I can't talk. The editor really suggested to take it out. And there is a little bit, I think I'm pretty sure it's in chapter one where I do talk about how challenging writing this damn book was. And then I, my line that I loved was like, maybe my next book should be about how to feel like shit when writing a book, right? (laughs) And oh, I felt like shit a lot of the time, especially when you're writing the stories about you, you know, and it's like, that's in print. Like every computer in the world could blow up. I guess every book, <laughs> I guess every book in the world could burn down, right? But yep. like internets can crash. I don't know. Things can happen. The, the the computers can turn into robots, take over the world. Like who knows? But <laughs> this is going to be in print. You know, people are going to keep this shit in their house on their bookshelf to access at any time. <laughs> 
you know, it's terrifying. And of course I went through all of the shit in my head. It's like, oh my God, do I use that person's name? Can I talk about that? That person's going to know that story. Oh my God, how can I put that in a book? So there was all of that to deal with and it felt terrible. And it was sometimes it was such a push to push through those two hours. It truly was like, I'm not going to lie. It was really hard, but I just, I just kept going. And um, would I have liked to have gotten more done within those two hours? Yeah. Uh, but that was just the process. And yeah, shit, it, it, I felt like shit a lot of the time. <laughs> I'm really selling this, aren't I? Yeah, but, you do a great job. Yeah, but it's to really remind yourself that it's probably normal to feel terrible. So there was that side of it. And then there was, of course, the imposter syndrome side coming in, right? Who am I to You know, so <laughs> it was a whole lot of fun sometimes. <laughs> and so it was a case of just suck it up and do it. Yeah. And I know we harp on about this all the time and it's probably in 90% of the work wife wine time episodes, but reconnecting with that why. Mm. Why am I doing this? You know, and I I was, I think, not lucky, but for me, I was reconnecting with that little girl. So it was almost, my why was almost easier, you know, because I just imagine little Gemma sitting in the corner on her little reading chair that my um, auntie bought me reading my books and just thinking like I would watch her and be like, I want to write a book one day. So it was reconnecting with the why. It just helps every time when stuff feels so terrible, you know, but of course that's a different, does it feel that terrible because you don't really want to be doing it, you know? So you need to understand that level of feeling like shit you know yeah it's feeling like shit because you think you should be doing this or you're doing it because other people are doing it you know then there's that level of feeling like shit because it is pretty scary and uncomfortable but you do want to do it so there is a difference and you mentioned um about writing about other people and whether you'd use their name yeah. or not. what did you end up doing how did you sort that one out yeah um I never used I never used name mm-hmm. yeah but I, I'm, I'm hoping I could be ballsy like next time <laughs> <laughs> I never used any of their names so only in um I think like the um like thanking people sort of the acknowledgements I'm like, yeah. what's the word <laughs> <laughs> only in the acknowledgements I use names but after that I didn't I didn't put any names I just said like my friend or my whatever um I didn't do it apart from I think I, I said brother but I guess technically that's not a name yeah yeah but yeah have you had any feedback from the people in the book having read the book about them being in it so interesting only my brother oh really yeah <laughs> only my say? brother and it, it just yeah it was uh he rang me and he's like I made it in the book <laughs> and that was about it so oh, okay. and that's the thing like you you go so in your head about it then he was excited yeah <laughs> you know um but yeah no I just it was just true I'm like I just can't use names just doesn't not that I would have used full names but you know yeah. That was a challenge for me. There was a lot of mind drama about that, let's just say. 
a lot of time wasting over that. Yeah. <laughs> so tell us a bit more about the process of writing a book. So you got together with a coach to start with to actually work out what you were going to write and yeah. how you were going to set it all up. And so then you wrote. Yeah. What was the next step? Yeah. Um, then it's gone. So I did all of that. Then I went through each chapter myself uh, and did my own editing of it, you know, moving things around, whatever may be needed in the chapter, removing things, adding things. So then I went through each chapter. Um, I think then I wrote the introduction and conclusion. I didn't do those until the end, actually. I'm not saying that's right or wrong. Um, and then I, yeah, um, looked for a, yeah, publisher, publishing house, um, and yeah, went, went from there. So basically put it all into this person's hands. I'm like, I don't know what to do now, you know? So I contacted a few editors, a few graphic designer book covers, a few publishing houses and ended up going with, um, someone that had it all in the one. You know, so because the next step after that, of course, is professional edit, you know, a full edit by a professional editor that's not you, of course, yep. you know, then you'd need a proofread. Then obviously you need someone to design the cover um, and then you need someone to do the publishing of it, um, which you could probably research and figure that out yourself. But, I mean, you might as well get a publisher to do it, right? Like, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, so it's, it's right review and then pass it on, give up your little baby. <laughs> Which leads me to my next question. How, how did you find receiving the edits from the editor? Um, I, I know, I knew it would come back looking like, I don't know, a six-year-old's homework. <laughs> I knew it would come back with crossouts and changes and suggestions and all of this shit. So I just had to breathe into that and be like, it's not my writing. It's not me. I'm not a book author. I'm not a book editor. I'm a copywriter. That's my best writing. So of course it's coming back like this. Um, it, it was a challenge. <laughs> But um, I just let it go. So I'm like, but that's that's there. Like I, I trust that that's their, that's what they're best at, right? So of course they're editing it in the way they suggest and the way they think's the most readable, and that's okay. So it's all about letting it go at that time, you know. That's a really good attitude. Yeah. Did, did it change the book much? The editing. Well, no, not really. Um, they did a bit more um, structural edit. Like they shifted a bit. They're like this paragraph would probably fit better up here. So they did mainly that, but um, not not too much. Just cleaning up some sentences and, you know, things like that. It, it wasn't too much. But when it comes back, it just looks like, <laughs> it looks like shit hit the fan. You know, um, and then, yeah, a few suggestions as well of we think, like, um, what do you think about putting this in here? Or which suggest, I don't know, could you add these? Or, and then, um, yeah, a, a few things. And then, of course, my line that I loved. About, 
how to, you know, um, how to feel like shit when writing a book. And yeah, the editor just, just like, look, I just don't think it's a good idea. You just might deter people to read the rest of the book. I'm like, fine. I trust you, you know, so you've kind of just got to let it go. Yeah. Um, and, and of course I gave it to a couple of people to read. So with your suggestion, I put that in there as well. Like you mm-hmm. suggested to put in like the action steps mm-hmm. of actual steps to take, you know? Um, so I think that's wonderful. Like give it to a couple of in your target audience. Yeah. So I gave it to three and I come back with amazing suggestions. So that helped me change and up-level the book as well. You know, it's, it's not a one person thing really. Yeah, when you think about it, it's like team effort, you know. Yeah, and I I think that's a really good point you made that the people you get to read it really need to be in your target audience. Well, exactly. Yeah, yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah you yeah. don't want like you know Aunt Martha reading no. the book when no, it's got nothing to do with her. Exactly, and Aunt Martha, no matter what, would just be like every part of it was so amazing. <laughs> I didn't really understand it. But well done, you know, and that, that's not, of course, everyone wants to hear that, but it's not, it's not useful feedback, right? Mm. <laughs> um, yeah. And then of course it's up to you what part of that feedback you action on you use. Like yours was a great idea. I never thought of that. I'm like, oh, cool. Yeah, that's fun. Let's do that, you know? Um, but I know that can be scary too, of course, once you finish giving it to people. And and then, of course, make sure you tell them, I'm like, it's not edited. There's, it's not completely proofread. So there's going to be probably some shitty typos. And, you know, so as long as you make sure that's not going to be an issue, because then you'll get caught up in that, you know. Yes. I have to say that's not, yours wasn't the first book that I've read. Uh, yeah, yeah. Provided feedback and edits for. and. That was really helpful that you said that because with the other book that I helped with, like I had, you know, they wanted all the corrections to sentences and all of that. Oh. Stuff. So it was it was actually really nice that you said that because I could just enjoy the book. I so they wanted go, you to be an editor. Yeah. Wow. Yes. There's yes. They um it actually took this person about six years to write their book. Because they'd just, they'd write a chapter and then they'd rewrite the chapter and then they'd write the next chapter and then the next chapter and then they'd rewrite the second chapter. And like, it was, it was painful. It was Uh, a really long drawn out process. And when the book was finally published, I actually couldn't bring myself to read it again. I did not blame you. Every chapter so many times. It's a fabulous book, but yeah, that was... And I think that has potentially or had potentially turned me off writing a book a bit because it's like, oh, my gosh, that that whole period of writing that book was just like even at one point he had to not touch the book for a whole year because it was, you know, he turned himself inside out and found it. It was such a Ben-Hur kind of Oh, yeah. I mean, that, yeah, that sounds terrible. Like I thought I felt like shit when writing a book. I mean, well, if there's anything I'd take out of that, it would be like, don't go back, keep going forward. I never went backwards. I went to the next chapter. Then I went to the next chapter. Then I went to the next chapter. 
if you keep going back and change, oh my God, you, you will never, it literally will take you six years. And then I would sort of question why are you questioning what you wrote in chapter one? Like, you know what I mean? Why do you feel as though it's, I don't know, not good enough now or whatever it is you think, or it has to be better or, you, you know? Yeah. No, definitely not. That yeah. sounds painful. Oh, it, it was. <laughs> but I wonder though, did he properly plan it out? Like I planned out each, like I had that plan there. So there kind of was no going back. Do you know what he, I mean? He did, but he okay. kept even reviewing and rejigging that. Like it was, he'd get out the edit, you know, suggested edits back. And then he'd basically rewrite the chapter based on that. And he'd do oh. that each time. And then he'd get to a point where, you know, he because there was months sometimes between when he'd sit down to write, in the time off, he'd go, oh, that's a better way of doing it. So he'd come back and completely change, like he'd completely rewrite and restructure whole sections. And, yeah, I don't recommend doing um, it over six years. I think five months. <laughs> Sounds like the way to actually get shit done. <laughs> right, get shit done. Just write get it and move done. on, you know. And at the end of the day, you you know you're sending it to an editor. It's not mm. going to go to print that way <laughs> at all. So, you, you know, and, the, and then I would suggest to give it to people in your target audience, but don't ask them to be editors. Just ask them to read it. And, you know, don't waste, as another suggestion, don't waste time here and there. If there is spelling mistakes and typos, who cares? Doesn't matter. That's going to be gotten to. That's why you have an editor. That's why you then have an external proofreader again that's never seen it. You know, don't worry about that small stuff at all. Just keep, just keep going. Just keep writing. Mm, I think that's really good advice. Yeah. So you wrote the book, you had it edited, and then it came and you had it proofread. And then it came time to, did you like get the artwork design done at the same time or did you kind yeah. of take it step by step by step? So the, edit, the editing and the, the cover was the same time. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So that was all coming to and fro at the same time, suggestions and, and everything. Um, again, I think what happened with me is that I, I don't know if it's that I'm trusting, but I'm just like, well, this isn't my expertise. If I'm paying someone to design my cover, why would I take over? You yeah. know, if I knew what I wanted on my cover, I would design it myself. So it it, it is literally the first concept they came back with. Oh, really? That ended up being the cover. Yeah. And the sort of squiggly, the, what did they, they called it a starburst lines. <laughs> yep. That was a, a new addition. Um, yeah, because I came back, I'm like, love it. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? And we played around a bit with some font and some colours. We did change the colours a couple of times just to see other, but it was the best one. Mm -hmm. And I didn't, they asked me, again, they suggested me on the cover. But yeah. That wasn't my idea. That was their suggestion. I'm like, cool, that's fine. So they're like, you know, can you send me like 10 high quality, you know, photos of you and we can use it. So I didn't even pick the photo. It didn't bother me either way. It's still me. And they designed it around the photo, I'm assuming, and it was fine, you know. So that's, that's again, like don't um, procrastinate with that sort of stuff because you, uh, you could get stuck in that for months, right? Yeah. 
Very true. And it feels scary. It's the scary part. Actually, where I found scary as well is when the edits would come back and they're like, you know, can you reread the whole thing like within a week? And I found myself not wanting to do that, yeah. you know, because it's like, oh, freak out. The book's obviously nearly finished. I'm going to push it off a little bit, you know. So, <laughs> yeah, it's not procrastinating at those parts where you easily can as well. You could easily push that off. But yeah, it, it really is just um, letting other people do their job. Like that's what they're good at, you know. That's what they do. You don't do that. So why take it over? I'm rambling now, but, you know. Yeah, so the book cover was, yeah, I just, I mean, they gave me a full creative brief and did all the stuff, but, yeah, that's how it came back. I'm like, cool. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> so... Now, the next question is based on, I have another friend who has written a book and she has done nothing with the book because she's terrified about having it out in the world. And so I guess the next question is, how did you feel like right before it was released, say the day before or in the lead up to the release? What what question. were you thinking? How were you feeling? Such a good question. Um, I'm going to be brutally honest about this. It had already hit Amazon two days before I announced it. Oh, wow. Really? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you knew that? You mm-hmm. were just, it took you a while it took, to. It took me a little while to be able to do it. I Wow. I don't know why because I was so, I'm not sure if it was more of uh, coming from a feeling almost of like just being bewildered, you know, just like I don't know what's happening. And I would Google and it would, the, my book and face would come up on Amazon. I'm like, I'm not sure if I'm, what? <laughs> <laughs> it's like the Twilight Zone. So, uh, yeah, I don't I don't actually know what it was, but it took me two days. It's like I, I actually had to just not accept it but just realize like this shit's real now <laughs> you know because it was like it was real before but it was like yay we're writing and we're not doing anything and nothing's there and now it's on the internet and it was on yeah and then yeah so it was on Amazon for two days and then I had my copies arrive the day after it went on Amazon so I it was on Amazon and I had the copies as well and I didn't tell anyone until I didn't announce it until the day of the books arrived. So I'm not sure if it was fear or just sheer like uh, disbelief. Like I don't understand what's happening. Like like a Twilight Zone moment. I'm like, yeah. not sure if this is reality yet. What was it like <laughs> opening the box? I actually have a video. So the publisher told me, he's like, when the box arrives, record it. We tell everyone to do it. Oh, wow. And so what was it like? Uh, It's so funny. So I've never rewatched the video of me. (laughs) 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 That was snort worthy. Um, Again, it it was bewildered. Like I opened the box and I'm like, what? Shock. I don't know why. Like it's just, 
it's so weird because you know you've just worked on this. You know you, and, and don't get me wrong, you hate your book. You hate it. You want yep. nothing to do with it because you've read it 600,000 times, backwards, sideways, <laughs> front to back, <laughs> back to front. So you hate it at this point. You're like, never want to see it again. And then it arrives, like copies arrive, and you're just like, it's it's almost hard to put the two and two together. It really is. It's It's a very weird feeling to describe. Yeah, but yeah, it was just it, everything. So many mixed emotions when I opened that box. <laughs> I find it so funny that you keep using the word bewildered. Like, oh, really? That is the last word that I associate with you. I just really? can't imagine you bewildered. Really? Yeah, it's like you always know what you're doing and what's coming next and what's going on. It's like, I just can't imagine you bewildered. So. I really was this, this, because I, it's like, yeah, I didn't know what was going on. And I <laughs> did, like, it was, yeah. Mm-hmm. So weird, right? And is it maybe because it's something I thought about since I was so little? Or uh, I just don't, I just don't know. It was, yeah, very interesting <laughs> to come to terms with it, that it's done. Oh. So, it's been several months now since it was released. So how do you feel now? Sorry, interesting. Um, well, when we started recording this episode, all of that like proudness was coming back. It's like, oh, hang on, you did do that. Um, yeah. You know, time goes on and your days are busy and you're working and you're doing everything, you kind of forget about it. (laughs) As bad as that sounds, but I feel, I still feel proud, of course, and I still love it. Um, But I do, I feel as I need to make time to pick it up again and have it where I can see it, you know, just to really remind myself. Um, But I still feel proud. That will never go away. Why should it? You know, I totally think you should get your book cover framed and like have it on the background behind oh, you. Oh, what a wall. cool idea! Yeah, get it printed and what a cool idea. Because then every time you have a meeting, people will be like, "What's that?" And you go, "Oh, that's just my book." Yeah, like get it in a in a bigger. Yeah, Thor doing that. Yep, you totally should. thanks because I've been I've actually I need to feel something there because it just feels uneven yeah no then everyone will know what a superstar you are oh it's awesome thank you so I guess we're coming to the end of this Mm. episode um are there any other tips hints pieces of advice that you'd like to impart to any of our wonderful listeners who have been considering writing their own book and haven't yet taken the plunge? Yeah. Um, If you're considering it, just make sure um, it it is something you want to do because it will challenge you. (laughs) (laughs) So if, if it's, if you're thinking maybe I should or other people are or, I want to have a book to look good, whatever it is that's going through your head, just make sure it's something at your core that you actually do want to do because it's it's not easy. 
you know, it's super challenging. It really is. And it takes a very big level of commitment for sure to get through the hard times. Um, but it is worth, it's worth it at the end when that box opens and then you can have two days of bewilderment too. Um, plan it. Plan it. Don't try and, oh, I want to write a book about this because no. <laughs> Plan it and plan the time. And you don't have to do it in five months. What if you plan time once a month for three years? That's okay too. What if you plan every second week for a year? Like whatever whatever time frame you decide, just commit to the time. Yeah. And it, it doesn't matter that I did it in five at all. You, you write it at your pace, but just stick to the commitment and plan it out. So don't be like, write one chapter and then never think about it for the next six years. Like, you know, you like plan it out. Hey, you can write one chapter a year. That's okay too, but plan it. Yep. Yeah. Awesome. Well, thanks so much for being the star of today's episode, Gem. And thanks for letting me. <laughs> My pleasure. And I highly recommend grabbing yourself a copy of the book so you can learn how to be more you in your copy. And just, yeah, Gemma's, that, the book will help you enormously in your business, in all facets of copywriting with your business. So I highly recommend you get a copy and it's a really entertaining read too. There's some really great stories in there. So thanks, Gem. We'll um, talk to you next time. Thanks for tuning into our podcast. If you enjoyed it, hit subscribe. If you'd like to learn more, then check out our website, www.workwifewinetime.com.au. While you're there, jump on our mailing list to receive special updates and offers from our guests. Until next time, take care and drink responsibly.